everyone, and welcome to another quarantine edition of Talking Tigs. I'm your host, Scott Gerard. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger, coming to you live from stay-at-home orders in uh, in our respective states. That's right, guys. I am now with you on a stay-at-home order from the governor, so got plenty of time to, to look over stuff. Uh, doing pretty good, just a lot of pollen on top of everything else going on around here, but... Um, you know, I wanted to check in with you guys as always. How y'all's doings? Uh, greetings, Scott. Here I am again uh, on home arrest. Got my ankle bracelet on and my orange jumpsuit because I'm a prisoner of my own land. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, doing all right. I've been working from home the past few days, so I'm kind of in the same situation, but I go back to work tomorrow. So kind of looking forward to that a little bit just to kind of break up the... Um, the being stuck in my little box here, but the the news has been somewhat, I guess, a little bit on the upswing. I feel like there's been some more optimism out there a little bit, so that's good. Kind of feeling a little bit the same way myself, but uh, glad to talk with y'all here. Yeah, likewise. Uh, optimism as far as you know, just the overall. I guess we could say the you know the the state of things, the the health of states, health of the nation. Uh, I feel like we're about to come up to a hill you know that first hill on a roller coaster who knows what's going to happen after this but um i don't know we talked about what the over under being i don't know i think someone said july i said probably before i'm gonna gonna say sometime in may i think people start to get back to normal but um i think it's a good positive thing because numbers are starting to plateau um but also uh there seems to be you know a lot of talk about um you know when 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 sports would resume. I know the uh, president, you know, uh, President Trump was on the was on a phone call with a lot of the uh, the major sports leagues. Who knows what they talked about, or you know, what if there is anything that they concluded. But uh, I don't know. There's a lot of talk about when stuff might start again. So um, I don't know what uh, what have, what have you guys heard so far? There's I, I I think we were talking earlier via text about a possible. NCAA football season starting in November. Uh, I want to go straight to you, Tommy, because I know this is probably probably really, really close to your heart. So what would you feel about a season starting in November? I mean, Scott, I'll just, I'll just shoot you straight. Please. please I don't love it. Um, (laughs) Tell us why. (laughs) I think, I think it'd be weird. I think that, you know, November is the time when basketball starts, not, uh, not football. Uh, I guess, I mean, I guess if that's the way it's got to be, it's got to be that way. But with all this stuff, I'm just so tired of, you know, we go from, we go from, oh, we need to start the season in May because we need to get it, get it done while it's hot and the virus dies down to, and we went, we went from that. That was what it was two weeks ago. Now we're at, oh, we need to start the season in, in November because we got to give it more time and more whatever. So, I mean, and then, Daniel, you were talking to us earlier about uh, how some of the pro golf tournaments, like the Masters, they've already got dates um, in for the for the early fall. So you know, there's all everyone's everyone's saying, "Oh, it's going to start now." No, it's going to start then. No, we're not going to get it. No, it's going to start tomorrow. And so I'm just tired of I'm tired of the the misinformation. You know, just give me a firm date. I want I want Mark Emmert to come out there and say, "Look, we're playing on on August 1st first game and there you go yeah uh, just to kind of go off what you said 
if I if I had to choose between the the summer football and the winter football, I, I'd probably go for the winter football. Neither, like you said, would be that enjoyable. But you can kind of put shirts and jackets and stuff on. Like you go out in Tiger Stadium in late July, and it's it's you're just gonna die pretty much. Oh, no, uh, you totally the, die. I mean, me and you almost <laughs> died at the at the Utah State game, and that was in September. Yeah, it was it was really bad. It was like ninety five that day. We literally only made it through like the first quarter and a half. We're, me and now, I mean, me and Dana are committed LSU fans. We have Dana holds season tickets. We have a podcast. If you didn't know, Scott, we have a podcast that talks about LSU. Oh, um, okay. and we didn't. We could not make it. It was so freaking hot. And I mean, half of it is because of our the, the season tickets are like right where the sun beats down. Like it's like the worst possible place to have season tickets for a sun for a sunny hot game but um regardless i mean if yeah if you try to do that in july oh you have to start basically you just have to start like do an 8 8 or eight thirty p.m kickoff like that'd be yeah. the only way to do and it and then but then that's the best thing to do at tiger stadium is a night game no i mean yeah. that would be cool but it would just be like I, I mean i think i think that there's just so much emotion and tradition and and everything wrapped up in like the way a football season works that you want those early games to be kind of hot, you know, kind of fun. It still, it feels like summer. It's not summer, but it kind of got that summer feel. And then towards the end of the season, when things get, you know, it's almost like the, the weather matches your emotions because the beginning of the season, you're optimistic. You're, you know, you're ready to go. You're kind of, you're kind of just, you know, ah, like it's hot. You're, you know, it's a hot oh, yeah. start to the season. And then as, as things get more and more important, I mean, me and Daniel, we're at that, we're, you know, we're at the, um, the, la- you know, the last couple games of the season, it's a little bit chillier. Things matter more. You know, you're kind of on edge, like you're shivering a little bit. I mean, it, it works perfectly. There's nothing more perfect than the way that college football is, um, or at least the season is. And I would just, I mean, can you imagine, I mean, it would be kind of cool to have a whole like, maybe have like three games during Christmas break or something. Like if you're in school and you still have three, but like, that's all that's, that'd be weird trying to adjust that. I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah, maybe. Just to um, kind of give some dates out there. So like you, you said, I was saying that um, the professional golf association was kind of, they've been locking in dates for a lot of their events today. Pretty much. This is Monday, the sixth. And I guess they're technically not locked in. A lot of them said like pending medical like advisory or something like that. But these are like huge organizations like the masters uh, set to be November 9th through 15th. And the PGA championship is August 3rd through 9th. So if they're willing to commit at least on paper to August 3rd through 9th, that gives me some pretty good optimism for the football season. Cause like this is a PGA championships, a big event. There's going to yeah. be a lot of people there, even if they pare it down to the minimum. So they have to be like pretty confident that this thing's going to happen. Cause they don't want to get embarrassed and have to change the date again, um, mm-hmm. barring some huge unforeseen circumstance. But so yeah, if, if that, and that's even before the football season starts. So um, hopefully that means we uh, could be good to go. I was also talking about Tommy, to Tommy that people were saying that what if college game day went to Augusta uh, for the masters that weekend? Um, that'd be pretty interesting. I don't know whether I don't, mm. I'm not sure if Georgia or Georgia tech is playing at home that weekend, or if that would be kind of a de facto college game day for them, but it could be interesting. But you know, the only thing about that is, I mean, I, I, I love, I love the masters. It's an incredible event. Scott, have you ever been to the masters? I know you're in Georgia. I have not. No, I've, I've, I've actually, I want to, but I, I have oh. not been. Yeah, you got to go. I got to go once uh, when I was in eighth grade. It was amazing. 
the Masters is incredible. College football is incredible. They're both institutions of like Southern culture and of American culture and of sports. Yeah, I would say I uh, also like the Kentucky Derby. Too. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Kentucky Derby's in there with it. It's on the bucket list. But I don't think the fine, the fine uh, administrators of Augusta National Golf Course would let College Game Day in. I don't know yeah. if it, I don't know if it could happen. All the, I mean, all the <laughs> signs, all the rabid fans. Corso's got his antics. You know, I just I don't know if it could happen. I mean, I would love to see it happen. Now, what might actually be even cooler and like funnier is there's a Publix across the street from Augusta National where John Daly sets up and he's got like a, he, he'll like sell merchandise and he's got like a trailer. And I think there's a Hooters there too. It's like, a, it's like the most John Daly thing ever. It'd be hilarious if they, if they set up across the street from Augusta National <laughs> and teamed up with John Daly. Yeah, but, Georgia, Georgia actually is playing Tennessee at home that weekend. So that's a big game. Um, you know, it could be could be something there, but we'll have to see. I'm not sure if uh, if the ESPN commentators will will fit in with the the placid uh, atmosphere, but we shall find pro- out. Uh, no, probably not. It would probably turn into something akin to like Happy Gilmore. You know, <laughs> where it's just did I just see two bikers having sex in the woods? You know, <laughs> it, it, it would be like Shooter McGavin, and I, and I wouldn't blame them. You know, just. I would say keep those things separate, but yeah, I could see college uh, game day in the, in the public's parking lot with John Daly before I would see them on the 18th green at Augusta national. Um, but so you, you, uh, you, you mentioned something about it, you know, being hot in July and in tiger stadium. And I, I, I get it. At, you know, I, I was in Louisiana for, for a while myself and it's just that, that heat's no joke. And it would create this, you know, streetcar named desire effect on the fans, you know, just we're all hot and mad. Uh, but um, I think you would have all your games and possibly your, your bowl season wrapped up before the holidays, which would be different. The alternative is the season would start in November and carry on through March. And I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea of football being wrapped up in December, you know, just everything it, the year is done. It's over. Uh-huh. You know, this year, the year bled on for two more weeks uh, you know, for this title game, which I loved, obviously, but it's time for uh, the 64 team football March madness. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's say, you know, if it started in November, you know, they are saying they were going to get rid of the out of conference games and just do conference games. So like, would you rather have conference game and have it all in this hot weather, but uh season's done earlier, or like think about if they did start in November LSU Alabama would be the first game. I think that would be really hard. Yeah, that would be insane <laughs> if, if that was LSU and Alabama's first game of the year. You Somebody's, know, because usually we get Alabama after a bye after six or seven other weeks. Imagine uh, if we got them first game. Yeah, somebody's be season's over game. before it even started. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, earlier or later? I think if I, I think gun to my head. Man, uh, I'm going later, like I said already, but so we can experience that, that winter weather. You see those games like Minnesota playing in the snow just looks so, so much fun. I mean, like who, who wouldn't want that? Yeah. Who doesn't, who doesn't want to sit in a, <laughs> sit in the big house where they had no lights for years and, right? and, and watch a game in the snow <laughs> <laughs> or Penn state where like, you can't tell if it's a whiteout or if there's just so much snow that they're, that, that everyone's just covered in it. Um, right. But what if it's still going on? Like if there's still some sort of social, di- social distancing, 
Uh, I imagine in the hot Louisiana summer, maybe not as much because it wouldn't survive, but like in November, mm-hmm. like, would they just sell like every sixth seat? You know, like instead of 102,000, Tiger Stadium would have, you know, like a, a fifth, like if they would allow that or something. I don't know. I, I think you'd have a, like the, the, we just got to decide. A cluster F. It's a cluster Yeah, no, F. Ter- seriously. Like we just have to decide as a society, like, does this do matter? Football or not? Does, yeah, does this matter or not? Like, do, do we, because if not, like, if, if we just decide, that you know screw it then like then just then just cancel everything because like i'm not gonna do this whole six seat you know like oh we can't talk to you know don't everyone wear a mask to the game don't shake hands you know oh the teams can't shake hands at the end of the game like all you know all this i could totally see lsu like trying to hand out or like force you to buy just like with the clear bags yeah like girls have to bring clear bags to the game you totally see them trying to make you wear a mask to the game like it's just i mean yeah like do we want football or not do we want to go back to life or not and if we don't then then i'm in the minority or then i'm in the minority and i guess i'm wrong but you know i i just think that all these measures like we just we got to choose we have to decide at some point okay we're we're fine now like life will go back to normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we agree. have at least a, we have a little bit of time before the season. It's not like we're on the the edge here, thankfully. But but do you think though that if if things don't get back to normal like very soon, then you know you could say, well, I mean, because spring practice is already out the window. You, then you have your own summer conditioning programs, which usually you know the the athletes mostly do on their own. I think you know there's limited time during the summer, but um, they would still need X amount of months to get you know up to like a, a regular season condition or speed uh so you would need i don't know they, they would probably argue three months you know um i've seen i've seen talk that they that they'd be fine that they they need an abbreviated fall camp um i think typically fall camp is like six weeks i think they said that they'd be fine with like four to three or four weeks but what's interesting now is that like and I've seen a lot of people, you know, in the forums and on Twitter and stuff talking about how this is actually what's like, this will be an interesting time to see who, which, which of the players, especially the upperclassmen uh, and not just at LSU, but on, on every team, who's NFL ready, who's like the elite talent and who's not, because you don't have, you know, in, in college, like Coach O says practice starts at, at you know, six in the morning, everyone's going to be there. Coach O says so, right? With this, it's like, okay, well, I'm at home a lot. You know, I'm at home. I can do whatever I want. I can sit around and I can, I can do what, what I've been doing and play Madden and watch, watch old games and watch TV and do whatever. Or I can go out there and I can run sprints and I can, you know, hit, hit the weights if they'll let, I don't even know if they'll let you in the weight room, but you can do stuff. You know, you can work on your game. I saw a tweet today that was like, man, I just can't wait to see Derek Stingley back because you know him and his dad are just watching film all are hold up <laughs> hold up in the in the basement watching film and i think it's true right. like you know we'll see this will be an interesting test like let's see what's what is i mean Miles, i know miles brennan is doing he's doing a fundraiser kind of thing which is really nice and it's a good look for him and for you know to show off his leadership but you know what's he doing in his off time what's trevor lawrence doing in his off time what's justin fields doing in his off time because it's it's almost like a level playing field right now where it's not as much usually you think about college football it's about the program it's about 
you know, what's Nick Saban doing to mold all these players into, into great, you know, first round draft picks. But right now it's, what are you doing for yourself? Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, Yeah. And I've been, Nick Saban's probably going stir crazy like nobody else right now. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if we find out. I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that Nick Saban's actually been conducting practices. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That that he just does not care. Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, generally, um, I mean, I I would think Coach O's not doing – because they've rooked him into – into doing those PSAs. So I'm, I'm, I think he's bought in on he's all like, wash your hands. He's like, wash, wash your hands. Don't stand close to people. Together we can go out there and flatten the curve. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot, I cannot believe that we saw that. I saw coach O say in a press conference, we can beat Corona the way we beat Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you gotta love it though. Yeah. You gotta love it. So with all that, um, you know, assuming everything, let's, you know, whatever they go for, because we could, we have plenty of more weeks, I think, to debate whether or not there should be a early abbreviated or late abbreviated season. But, um, you know, hopefully we could uh, start to guess, you know, when, when and how these teams will start to prepare for that. Um, but, uh, you know, it, in the, uh, the, the one animal that is its own thing, uh, which is college football recruiting. Uh, we did have some news on that front. So I uh, just wanted to go over that real quick and we can do our, uh, I can throw it to our recruiting correspondent on the scene, Daniel. And uh, Oh boy. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say that I'm the recruiting correspondent. I guess I do come uh, with Daniel, the news you always got, you always come, you always come, you know, loaded with, uh, with all the breaking news. Got those yeah. little, little tidbits from the dark corners of the internet, like who, who's going where. But right. um, yeah, but so yeah the, tell us. So LSU, uh, apparently, although the team itself has not, I don't think they have officially sent out anything via social media that this has happened, but LSU did sign some guy. So Daniel, can you tell us who that guy was? Yeah, so we've actually talked about him on the podcast a couple of weeks ago as Jabril Cox, um, the middle linebacker from North Dakota State Bison, who is uh, electing to do a graduate transfer to LSU from North Dakota State. And so he will be eligible immediately uh, for one season. And he is a FCS, the lower division of college football, All-American. A lot of people said he was the best defender in all of FCS last year. Might have been so, the best player in, the, in all of FCS. Yeah, and so most, uh, from what I've heard, scouts are ranking him kind of a second or third round NFL draft prospect if he would have gone this past year. But instead, he's uh, joining LSU, so that's pretty awesome. Obviously, we have a great history of of strong linebackers, and we'll especially need some this year when I think all four of our starting linebackers, like, are leaving um, between Queen Phillips, Divinity, and Chase on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he brings that leadership, obviously, may not be so meshed with the team right now, but he's had years of service up there in the the great white North. Um, And so hopefully he'll be bringing his talents here and we can see him soon whenever the season starts, but yeah, check out some uh, highlights of him. Jabril Cox. Um, He's got great range and playmaking ability instincts. Uh, So definitely uh, glad to see him join the squad. Yeah. And that's who, that's who was hold coach. O was holding that tiger. That's, that's who that was. Uh, I mean, still, it's you think they would let out some some official word, but uh, I have seen video of this guy. He is rangy, and God, he's fast. Mm-hmm. He is fast all over the field. He looked like uh, Patrick Queen, but with like, you know, slightly quicker. Uh, so I, I can't wait to see 
see him in a purple and gold. Um, was there anybody else or just, you know, mo- mostly just guys putting LSU in their top five, 10, 20? Or, or uh, I think that was mostly it. There was one uh, player, uh, Terrence Williams, who's a, one of the top linebackers in the 2021 class. He's a five-star who cut his list down to, I think, five, um, including LSU. Uh, he's from Florida. Actually, there were some some rumors that he didn't include any Florida schools in his top five, and there's been some rumors that he might have uh, – been kicked out of his school and so the florida schools are kind of staying away from us and now he's having to look elsewhere um and i guess lsu is saying we'll take you anyways <laughs> but I, yeah. that's the only really one that i saw this past week yeah oh, okay. you know yeah <laughs> okay cut that that's out that's a good, good take <laughs> you had it and you lost it what yeah, happened I, lost it. I was gonna i was gonna say that uh we've had we've had trouble with uh highly touted five-star players out of Florida with character issues before a la uh, Ryan Perilou, but that's a little bit of a deep cut. Excuse me. I think I said Terrence Williams earlier. Terrence Lewis is the guy's name. Yeah. Terrence Williams. Yeah. I was, I was thinking of the, the comedian, but uh, yeah, Terrence, what's, what was his name again? Terrence Lewis. Um, Terrence Lewis. Yeah, linebacker um, from South Florida. All right, we'll keep an eye on that one. Thank you, Daniel, for the recruiting corner wrap-up. Signing um, off. Yeah, right. Um, but I, so I saw something that uh, I think it was LSU football had uh, tweeted out. It was uh, they were mentioning Patrick Peterson and Tyrone Matthew. I think because they shared the same number, uh, the the Z the Z era. Um, but they mentioned something about a, an all-decade team. Well, yeah, it was actually the uh, the NFL came out with their 2010s All Decade team, okay. and they were they were the two LSU Tigers on that roster, so that's why they were um, oh, wow. mentioning it there. There we go. Thank you for the clarification. Uh, yeah, and it got me to thinking because you know Tyron Matthew played into you know this decade or the decade that just passed, I guess technically. Um, but it got me to thinking. It's like if you could have a, an All Decade team from 2010 to 2020. Who would be on it? Hmm. Okay. Let's. You, uh, we don't have to. We don't have to fill out every single position, okay. but you can imagine. You know, there's going to be one or two quarterbacks, one or two running backs, some wide receivers, some linebackers, and there's just a lot. Obviously, some defensive backs. Um, but you know, who, who would that be if you had to go with? You know, like, let's say you were limited to three wide receivers. Now that includes the team that just broke all these offensive. Uh, marks for a team in a season um, also individually, but you know, that also includes OBJ and Jarvis Landry. So uh, I don't know. Let's, uh, let's go back to you, Tommy, who, who would you definitely without a doubt have on, on your all decade team? Uh, I mean, I mean, Burrow has to be there. Burrow he, is, he would be your starting QB. He's, yeah. He's the starting QB. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, you wouldn't take Brandon Harris. I mean, I, I would, I'm kind of an Anthony Jennings guy, but <laughs> um, Anthony Jennings actually, and now I, I think he's a, a grad assistant at SMU. So fun fact. Anyways, okay. um, either him or Brandon Harris, not sure which one of the, one of the, the LSU quarterbacks who kind of was not very good uh, is, is a grad assistant at SMU, I believe. Anyways. Um, yeah. Burrow, my quarterback um, running back. I, mean, it's I might go with I might go with two. I might go with Jeremy Hill. Mm. I think I mean, Jeremy Hill over Leonard Fournette. I mean, okay, Leonard is like the obvious choice, you know. 
but I've kind of, I don't know. I kind of soured on Leonard after, uh, after, yeah, he's just kind of, his NFL career is just kind of up and down. Yeah, but we're talking about college players here. No, I know that. I'm just saying, like, as a person, like, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of, like, I, I like, you know, I don't know. Also, but it's kind of like, yeah, it's, it's, it's not included in this conversation, but, you know, if, like, a jury hears something, they'll go, the jury will disregard, disregard this. Yeah. Like, how do you put it out of your mind, though? Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Tommy, but just for a different reason, just, you know, on the the two seasons where we thought we were going to see great things from him, it's like the last three or four games of those seasons. Yeah, no, you're right. It's nothing. I don't, you know, I, I'm not putting that on him, but it just it didn't it you know, well as they say, in like a lion, out like a lamb. You know? it, it, and I mean, I was I was convinced he was going to win the Heisman. I was convinced. Oh like, yeah, I think you know, I was like I was like one of three years we'll get him. Like it, it, he's going to do it, and you know he didn't really. I mean, he can't kind of came close. What his sophomore year? Um, yeah, but yeah. that was the year he was like the front runner until and, until the Bama game, and then Derrick Henry won it because of basically because of, like that game like kind of gave it to Henry and and Leonard lost it. Anyways, yeah. so I mean, yeah, you can't go wrong with Leonard or or Jeremy Hill. I think Jeremy Hill is probably the number two. Um, uh, let's see who else. I mean, Tyron Matthew's got to be on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, Tyron Matthew, Patrick Pearson for your corners. Safety's, I mean, Jamal, Jamal Adams, Adams and Eric Reed. Um, uh, I But, you know, you yeah. could also include Derek Stingley. I would have oh, I, I Matthew might put Stingley as a there, yeah. uh, safety or like in the uh, nickel. And then have uh, maybe Derek Stingley with Patrick Peterson. Yeah. I mean, Come on there. So your linebacker is going to be like Devin White. Um, who else? Like Kevin Mentor. Debo Jones. I don't, I don't know if he was that great in college. He's not actually pretty good in the NFL, but like Kevin yeah. Mentor, Juan Alexander. Well, I had class with him, so I kind of have a, kind of have a um, soft spot for old Dion. <laughs> <laughs> D-line's probably like Arquivius Mingo. Kiki Mingo, yeah. Um, I'd say Michael Brockers. Uh, he – he had a pretty good college career, probably a better pro career than, than any of the LSU D linemen. Um, I would also go with Ar- um, Arden Key. Who, yeah, he was he was so good, but then he kind of fell off in the NFL. But yeah, in college, um, I'm trying to think if there was anyone on that 2011 defense, like along the defensive line. That, well, Sam Montgomery and Barkevius Mingo were were on on the or the ends, he, and then Mar- yeah, okay. I was going to say, wouldn't Mingo like a wasn't he one of those hybrid linebacker things or he was just a straight up lineman? Oh, this was kind of before, I mean, like, I don't even know. I know it was we, for Aranda, but. Yeah, I think, I mean, technically I think he was an, he was a defensive end, but he played, okay. he played like an outside linebacker hybrid defensive end. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, I mean, I, as a D tackle, got a, I think Benny Logan's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Richard. Well, no, maybe not. He's not, maybe not all decade. Right. Uh, uh, I think there's definitely some recency bias because all I'm thinking about are like all the great play. Like, like I almost put, I almost put Grant Delpit above Eric Reed. Yeah. But like Eric Reed, I mean, back in the day he was, I mean, Grant Delpit kind of is the guy now, but like Eric Reed was like the guy. Yeah. But Eric Reed didn't win the Thorpe. Well, yeah, but I no, but he didn't, he didn't, yeah, he didn't have to, he, he wasn't being called upon to do like a, you know, a safety blitz, which, Grant Delpit was called upon a lot, but he he did well with it. He he had a lot of success with it. I guess know. it's also hard to win the Thorpe when uh, 
the other guy on your team wins the Thorpe because <laughs> I think that I think that year uh, Tyron Matthew won it. Yeah, yeah, that too. So for wide receiver, who's got to be? I think I put Jamar Chase on there. Just I mean, he won yeah. Blitnikoff, and then uh, probably Odell. Yep. And, just for his swag factor uh-huh. and Jarvis. I don't know if you have Odell. I'd say you got to add Jarvis. It's like you know, shake and bake, bread and butter. Those two guys. There's something about those two guys together. You know, independently a different. I was gonna say, what about DJ Chark? Eh, I don't know. What about Chark. the QB wide receiver hybrid Russell Shepherd? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that brings it back. Well, but then he switched to receiver actually, and that's that's how he got drafted. Yeah, um, but did he ever take a snap as quarterback for LSU? Oh yeah, yeah maybe like some sort of like wildcat type package. Yeah, I mean they tried to get him in. It was just. Les Miles trying to put a, a square pig in a round hole with a, a dual quarterback with, you know, his run first offense. It just, just never materialized. And then um, O-lineman, some like don't even stand out. Lyle Collins was really good back in oh, the yeah. day. He's done yeah. well in the NFL. Um, I would say else? Will Clapp maybe as a center. Yeah. T-Bob. He had a nice career. I don't think he was in the 2010s. Yeah, he was. T-Bob Aver. T-Bob, yeah, he played in the 2011 title game. Oh, okay. Uh, well, then, oh, tight ends. Who would you go with? We did. Obviously, anybody. you want to say Thaddeus Moss, but um, hey, maybe maybe Foster Morrow in there. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. I don't even remember any other tight ends. It's not something we've been. It's uh, not something that's been our forte. It's not our fault. That's just that's what the system has been. Uh, but that's changing because. Uh, Eric Gilbert. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and preemptively put Eric Gilbert in the in the 2020 decade class. There you what about, go. What about fullback JC Copeland? I was about to away. say, Daniel, you just told, you just stole my take. Wow. He's, he's, yeah. Well, wait, 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 hold on. Oh, dang it! Never mind. Never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say, does if we were doing like the all like 25 year team, would you have would would Jacob Hester be a fullback or a tailback? I guess Ooh. tailback. But he played fullback in the NFL, but like, yeah, he'd be a tailback. But I mean, how would you pick? Could you pick him over Leonard, or would you pick him and Leonard? But then, like somebody like your Jeremy Hill, or yeah. I might have said Darius Geis. It's like, oh, you, you Geis is another, to, yeah, Geis is another one. To. Um, like an honorable mention. I was thinking Leonard Fournette with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, just for that. That just they're they're totally different running styles. Mm-hmm. Um, but fullback, yeah, I'd have to go with, uh, with JC Copeland. Um, other than that, I forget was his Connor, forget what his last name was. Connor, somebody help me out. Uh, I just remember his, I loved his nickname. His nickname was Bonesaw. <laughs> remember that Connor? I'm not sure about that one. No, he was like three, four years ago before Tory Carter. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, he, he, I'd have JC Copeland before him, but, um, all right. So, I mean, that's pretty much everybody. Um, that only leaves you with, uh, the two coaches, Les Miles or Ed Orgeron. Mm. Mm. Or you could go with the, you could go with offensive, uh, coordinator, defensive coordinator. I don't even remember all the, I was churned through them a little bit. Give me Matt yeah. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, then you can't have Coach L because they just they won't get along. Mm-hmm. Matt Canada with uh, Les Miles. Good call. Good call. 
Uh, um, I don't know. What else? I think that about does it. <laughs> okay, if you, okay the, you're, you're all decade punt returner. Who do you want? Yeah, overall, special, that's right. We forgot special teams. Um, all right, so what about your all, all decade special teamers? Uh, for punter, I think I would have to go with Brad Wing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, and kicker, kicker, I want, uh, I want uh, Cole Tracy. Last year, that's a good pick yeah. from Assumption College. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kicker Turner, I don't know. I mean, Learn Fournette was dangerous. Uh, who else had a couple of return touchdowns? Anybody? OBJ did. Oh, that's true. Tyler yeah, Matthew. He, he Tyler. did the kick six before. Yeah, he he did a kick six like a couple of years before Auburn did it to win the Iron Bowl. Or maybe it was that same year. I forget. Uh, but he he had the first one. I mean, it was against a non-conference opponent, but uh, that was that was a good one. Uh, I would also say Trendon Holiday if. Wait, I was thought he, he was in like maybe he was 2010s. I'm not. I thought he was. I thought he, I thought he was because he was. Wasn't he not in the title title game? No. Doing doing a quick little Google. I think he was before. So he, he would have been played for LSU. He was drafted in 2010, so 2009 was his last year. Ah, uh, doesn't count. Dang it! I would say definitely him. I would definitely say him. But I think I think for punt returner, I want Tyron Matthew, and then kick returner. Ooh. I want uh, – you know who could – now, like, I don't know if this is necessarily all-decade worthy, but you know who could return some kicks back in the day? Alfred Blue. Yeah. He's, he's a pretty good kick returner. He was a good runner. Yeah, yeah he uh, – yeah, he, is he still with the Texans? He was with the Texans for a good while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he'd be good. Uh, I think any, any one of the guy, any one of the running backs we mentioned could probably double up. Because I think they're all pretty good. A fun, fun trend in holiday factoid: he was the only player in the NFL to not lose a game in the 2012 season. Um, he was with the Houston Texans, I think, for the first six games. They went undefeated, then he got traded to the Broncos, who went on to go undefeated and uh, win That's the Super right. Bowl with Peyton Manning, right? Yeah. Well, wow, good for him. That is a good factoid. Got that I hardware. Al- I also went undefeated in that season. <laughs> Uh, also went winless. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that'll probably just about do it here for us. Unless either of you has any uh, any final thoughts as far as what we've talked about LSU sports or just uh, yeah the current times in in general. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, we'll have some more good news next week. I feel like this one was a little bit more upbeat than the past couple, full doom and gloom. So that's yeah. good to see at least. Yeah. Tommy? Um, I mean, I think that, oh, one, here's one little fact that I, that I heard today. It's kind of found kind of interesting. Um, supposedly, okay. So like the NFL draft is, you know, it's going to happen, but they're not going to have players like walking up on stage and stuff. Like everyone's aware of that. Well, uh, supposedly the NFL's reached out to EA sports, like the people who make Madden to create like a, like a video game simulation of the, of the draft for, um, for the draft for like your TV broadcast. So like right. the way it's going to work oh, is it's going to be like, like a number one, it'll, I guess, I guess Goodell will be on screen, like in his house and he'll be like, number one pick Bengals 
burrow and then it'll cut to like a video game <laughs> and they're they're <laughs> they're coordinating with each player to say like okay what kind of suit do you want to wear what do you want to do when you uh when you go and you meet and you meet goodell and so and i've heard it's going to get outrageous like they're going to do more than just like the normal handshake or hug or whatever so they might like you might get to see goodell like dance or dab on him um and that's how they're going to do it so uh that's something to be kind of interested in, I guess. I, I saw a tweet the other day. It was like when the Bengals forget to enter the Zoom chat for the draft and they go on auto pick <laughs> and take like a punter of the number one overall. Uh, but that that simulation, I, I could only enjoy it. I think it would only be true to form if, as Roger Goodell was introducing all these players, that he was still getting booed. That'd be hilarious. By, by this virtual <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There's no uh, way. There's no way the NFL would let that happen. But I wish it, I, we need to get the hackers in there to, to to like hack hack the hack the stream and put booze in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they need to. He, I, I can't imagine his ego is that fragile where he would not allow a boo. But maybe you're right. Maybe the NFL wouldn't allow it. But I mean, come on. That's it. Doesn't matter what city you're in. He's going to get booed. There's just, there's some fan base out there that's, that's not going to agree with the guy. And uh, I mean, I think he should accept it. Take his 33 million and accept it and have fun with it. Uh, especially now, since, you know, we could all use a little uh, humor if, you know, based on the situations, but uh, I still think that would be interesting to see, you know, what like Joe Burrow would choose to wear, what he would like, if he would have like some walkout music, you know, like if these I, players I, get to choose their walk-up music, J- Joe Burrow is a little bit of a troll, and like I would, I would, he would absolutely be go down as like my favorite player to ever do it. If, if like if. his his little uh, his little thing when he walked out was he did the wave from the Texas game, <laughs> <laughs> like his his character does it, that'd be amazing. If he does horns down, yeah, <laughs> right, right, or and he's just smoking a cigar. Too. Yeah, oh, he comes out with this. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Well, what if what if like maybe this is like so popular that they just stop doing the draft in person and they, they just do the video game? <laughs> well, that'd be interesting. That'd be a good turn of events. Uh, I don't know. I think that would, you know, they, that would take something from the fans that go to these things. But I think they could do both. They could do both because uh, I mean, do we really need to see a guy walking across the stage like he just won an Oscar? I don't know. Uh, but I, I do. Th- I think that missing fan element would be hard to to match. But I would like to see Joe Burrow walking out in like some weird, um, you know, uh, avatar of him smoking a cigar, playing whatever he's playing, little boozy probably, and just doing the Texas wave. That would be hilarious. I think that's what he would go with too. Uh, but we will see. It remains to be seen. Um, but well, I guess we'll find out in another month or so when the uh, when the draft actually happens. So we will stay tuned to that and. Um, We'll, we'll keep you abreast of any other news that comes to light in the next week or so. Uh, that's what we do here on Talking Tigs, and we do it regularly. So check back in with us next week. We'll have some more news for you, hopefully, and uh, you know maybe some some more some some more I don't know hypotheticals. Uh, we also have to give you our movie picks. We didn't get into that this week, so uh, I'm going to watch Million Dollar Arm. I believe Daniel is too, and Tommy's going to watch Ford versus Ferrari. There you go, Ford versus Ferrari. So uh, check in back for this for that. And until next time, stay safe, stay home if you have to, according to your governor. But uh, be careful out there, everyone. And we will talk to you next time.
I'm talking to. You.